It's the Beyond the Berm podcast. Beyond the Berm, our podcast about Disney and more, with an IQ of my shoe size, I'm Steve, and with an IQ equal to his area code is Matt. Hello, Matt. <laughs> I don't know. I have to think <laughs> about what my area code is. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I should take that back. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess zip code might have been better, but that oh, would zip have been, code. That would that would have been way too big. Yeah. That that wouldn't have been believable. No. It's okay. My area code's not believable. Either. Actually, I guess it depends on whether it's the area code that I live in or my cell phone area code. My, okay. My cell phone area code is is much lower than my my home zip code would be. So mm. by about five hundred points. So. Wow. I'd claim the higher one then. Makes it sound. Smart. Yeah. Well, you know, e- either one I guess puts me in the genius range. So. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I f- I forgot you were one of those with two different area codes for cell phone and home phone. Yeah, it was interesting. Here, so, yeah. When when we went to go get our our cell phones originally years and years ago, they're like, "Oh, we don't have any in your area code." And I'm like, "Wow, hmm. really? Like you don't have any in our area code?" So we wound <laughs> up getting a Greater Los Angeles area code versus the San Fernando Valley area code. Okay. And when we upgraded phones or switched carriers or whatever, we had the option to change. And I had already had this number for long enough. Not that I really remember it even, right. but just that I had this number and I, I just <laughs> stuck with it. So. When when I got uh, when we got Jalen's cell phone last year, we could have gotten his in the the area code that's outside of the the Memphis area, but I chose to keep it in with ours because that's what it is where we live anyway. So, and it makes it a little, little easier to remember. So, yeah. Area codes don't matter much anymore. They don't matter at all anymore with cell phones. Yeah. Our, our youth minister moved from, well, he grew up in Oklahoma. So his, his area code for his cell phone is an Oklahoma area code. So, okay. And you know, now nobody thinks anything about it anymore. So, Oh yeah, it's that's an, Oklahoma area code, whatever. So just dial it and go, I guess. What with cell phones, like you say, you wouldn't want to call it from your home phone. Right. Long distance charges for calling across town. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like I don't even know phone numbers anymore. I mean, right. Just like programmed into my phone. I I, I know Kathy's because that used mm-hmm. to be our old home phone number. We switched that okay. over. We we dropped our landline and just moved that phone over phone number over to her cell phone mm-hmm. but when we get chelsea a cell phone i i couldn't tell you what her number is <laughs> so yeah i i can remember Jalen's, and i guess it's because i i picked it out when i went and so and i got one that's close to my dad it starts off the same as my dad's phone number okay so i just just have to remember the last four digits because they're they're different so i i can remember the three of ours and, and both of my parents and that's about it I, i'm lost after that Yeah, for but me, like I you say, to say once upon a time, you know, the the phone calls they used to go to Disneyland, and there used to be like these walk-in phone phone booths mm-hmm. that you could do in Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'd, every time I I visited, I'd always call my mom, not really to rub it in, but <laughs> we, we'd always call. Right. I don't remember if I used. Remember, you used to have like these phone calling cards or something. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I used to use those because it was a long distance call. So, mm-hmm. I mean, using a payphone at all, you would have had to pay. But, uh, but yeah, no, I think I I, I want to say I use calling cards. Kind of yeah. forget about calling cards. Yeah, it's nice not to have to to keep up with those anymore. Right. I know the when when cell phones, or at least when we first got our cell phone, it was still just for local calling and if you called outside your area code it was it was a long distance call just like 
home phones, and I went on a trip to Florida with a high school band that I used to be in. I wasn't in it at the time. I, I was an adult in my 20s, I guess. And everybody else was calling home like it was nothing. It's like, man, when I get home, I got to switch to one of those nationwide plans. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I was worried about, you know, was using up the, the minutes and paying the, the long distance charges. And it's like, mm, nope, got to change that. So I did. I think the worst thing that happened to me was I, I had to get on a client call with a, a client in Canada mm. and uh, got the bill for that. And it was like 20 bucks or something for an yeah. oh, oh, that hurts. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I didn't change my, my phone plan at all, but now it covers calls to Canada, which I was happy mm-hmm. about. Yeah. That's it. I'll set when I had another call with a, a Canadian company, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get beat <laughs> up again. But, I've never called Canada. Hmm. I've called Canada. I've called... I don't know. I don't know if I've called other international, to be honest. I probably have. Maybe at work. Maybe at work I've called international. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. I've done FaceTime overseas, but, but... No, just standard telephone call. That's the thing now. You can do other options besides just phone calls. Well, it is funny because Chelsea doesn't do phone calls. I mean, we 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 call her, but you know, mm-hmm. we'll see her disappear into her bedroom and you know, hear her talking, and then she comes out and she's like holding the phone in front of her face. It's all FaceTime. <laughs> no, yeah, kids kids these days don't call each other. No, <laughs> they FaceTime each other. It's a dying art form, the, <laughs> the phone call. Yeah, I'm not much of a texter. Kathy likes to text. I'm not much of a texter. Okay. Not that not that I'm much on phone calls either, but right. I, I guess I'm more of an email person. But okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I are speaking of old old phone things. Was you used to pay like a quarter for a text? I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. texting anybody. <laughs> right. Now that is all included too. Yeah, I love text messages. I'm, I, I would much rather text someone than call, um, but that would make our podcast awkward if we just texted back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, we might uh, we might have more listeners that way. Maybe know. so, <laughs> especially especially if you start pulling out the animojis in your text or something. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that, that, that could be fun. So anyway, speaking of our podcast, I guess we got one going here. We do. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Well, it is Disney and more. Yes, and got to focus on the more sometime to <laughs> live up to our name, I guess, or our slogan, because it's not really in our name. Well, we are beyond the berm. We're not yes. doing. We're not. We're not doing stuff within the parks or within the Disney no. scope of of whatever. Yes. Uh, the, the long-fingered reach of Mickey. So what's going on with you? You usually start off with me. You usually okay. ask me what's going on. So I'm going to ask you, what's going on, Steve? Oh, nothing. You know, just you. Oh, uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> we, we did finally watch Coco. Uh, okay. That came out on Blu-ray last week. All right. And so we, we watched it over the weekend. Uh, things were so busy it took us two nights to watch it not that it's that long of a movie but we started watching it we fell asleep so we picked it up the next night and watched the rest of it uh and i was i was pleasantly surprised i think it was which i know the the reviews had been good the word of mouth had been good um but it was i think it's my favorite of the more recent pixar movies um good story good music um uh, always the the spectacular visuals that you would expect from Pixar, uh, and, and it's something different. And we've talked about that before too about the sequel mania that's going around, not just with Pixar and not just with Disney even, but every everyone. But this right. was an, an original story and something different. I know you've you've compared it before to uh, that other Day of the Dead movie, whose name escapes me at the yeah. moment. Book of Life. Book of Life, that's the one. 
which I haven't seen that either. So um, I really enjoyed it and um, got the soundtrack and have listened to that several times in the last week. So it was good. I I don't feel, however, and this is uh, maybe bad on my part. I don't know. I, I don't feel that I missed out on seeing it in the theater. Okay. Maybe, maybe that's just me. And maybe that's just me trying to make myself feel better that I didn't see it in the theater. Um, but I thought it was fine watching it on our TV at home. Uh, the picture would have been a little bigger in the theater. But, you know, I, I could see all I needed to see, I think. Yeah, so, and in the theater, you wouldn't have wanted to fall asleep halfway through it. Right, exactly. I had to <laughs> force myself to stay awake. Well, interestingly, uh, speaking of movies, we went... Uh, Saturday afternoon, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, Laura and I went Saturday afternoon and saw The Greatest Showman. Uh, okay. She had, she had been wanting to see that one. Jalen had a youth group thing to go to, uh, a devotional thing. So we took him to that, and then we went to the movie and saw The Greatest Showman, the first movie we've seen in the theater in a while. And and it was good, too. And, and we didn't fall asleep. We got the, the great big popcorn and the great big Cokes to make sure we didn't fall asleep. Right. Uh, so, and and interestingly, when we saw that one, we had, we had just seen uh, Coco on our on our home TV. There was a little introduction uh, with Hugh Jackman and the director, and they were thanking you for coming to the theater and seeing the movie the way it was meant to be seen. And I thought, huh, isn't that <laughs> odd? Because we 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 had just talked about the, the the two of us had just talked about that we didn't feel like we were missing out by not going to the theater to see Coco, and then. There they are saying it's the way it's meant to be seen with an audience on a big screen. Uh, not that the audience is on the big screen, but, you know, misplaced modifiers there. But on the big <laughs> screen, watching it with the audience, and that's the way that, that that they want you to see it. And so, I don't know, maybe I did miss out by not seeing Coco on the big screen, but I don't, I don't know that it would have been uh, that much of a different experience. So, but it, it was, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, and then I, I saw a thing somewhere saying that that was the last original Pixar movie for the rest of the decade. Uh, because everything it's funny, they, I just saw that too. <laughs> yeah, everything they have coming up is sequels again. So right, uh, at least we got one original thing there for for a change. A change. Yeah, I thought Coco is intimate enough that I think it does work at home type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and unlike, and, and I watch these like crazy too with Thor just coming out, but it, unlike, mm-hmm. you know, the Marvel movies or even the Star Wars movies, you know, I want to see those in the, the big theater with the big sound system and, and all that, that, right. That to me is kind of that immersive type of thing, but yeah, Coco seemed to work okay, mm-hmm. um, at home and, and it's funny and I don't know how the theaters are out there in Tennessee, but out here in California, you know, we, we only have surprisingly here in Burbank, we only have a couple theaters. You would figure we'd have more with all the studios located here, but right, we only have a yeah. couple theaters. Huh. And so it's one of those things where, you know, they debut on the big screen and, and mm-hmm. I guess depending on how they do, they, they could pretty quickly go to smaller screens and, and, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to do that. So I think Greatest Showman was one of those movies where it came out when we weren't available or whatever. Chelsea was really interested in seeing it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it almost feels like if you don't see it within the first week or two, it's like it's almost not worth going to the theater to see it, which is a horrible feeling, you know. Right. I mean, shouldn't have to watch everything opening weekend, but um, that, that's kind of how it was. It was like, oh, well, we missed it. It, it came out last week, so now we'll have to wait for it to... <laughs> Right. Come on video or whatever. So, Yeah, that's how the, the Greatest Showman was here. It was on not the biggest screen in the in the uh, movie theater complex. Sure. Uh, it's been out for not, a while. So. Yeah, it has been. Because uh, it came out before Christmas or right at, right. Right at Christmas, I guess. Right. So I was surprised that it was still in the theater because Laura had wanted to go see it uh, when it first came out based on uh, everybody that, not everybody, but a lot of people that she works with and, and people at church and people on Facebook were saying it was good, it was the best thing ever, the songs were great, and so she she likes musicals, and, and she said, well, let's go see that. And I said, well, if we have a chance, I said, you know, we haven't had good luck because we haven't seen Coco, we haven't seen Thor, we haven't right. seen Star Wars, and so 
we finally got a chance, and, and Jalen, and we haven't seen Black Panther now, but uh, uh, that was going to be our, our backup, but uh, The Greatest Showman was actually still in the theater, and there were you know, maybe 15 of us there watching it, so not not a huge crowd, but that's okay with me. You know, I don't I don't have to have the huge crowd in there. Um, and, it, you know, the screen was still a pretty big screen, but it wasn't an auditorium with stadium seating. We were all on, on the right. floor level. But it was it was fine. It was it was bigger than it would be on our TV at home. So I guess that's good. Laura has already said I, I got her the soundtrack because she liked the songs, and so she was saying tonight, "I'd like to see that again after listening to all the songs." So oh, cool. I don't I don't know if we'll go back to the theater to see it or just wait for the Blu-ray because that's another month or so. Right, when that comes out on Blu-ray. So yeah, Greatest Showman had great legs, as they call it, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and movie, movie like Jumanji had great legs. I mean, it's still mm-hmm. still playing and stuff and, and doing well, so it's nice right. sort of to see that maybe there are movies that you don't have to go see right away that they, they can play for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them, like the Marvel and even the Star Wars to a, a, probably a smaller degree, you know, part of the reason to go see them that opening weekend, too, is to avoid the spoilers. Right. You know, like, not Which sure greatest showman you necessarily need to avoid spoilers for, so Yeah, there there wasn't really anything there that was a surprise necessarily, <laughs> I guess. Um no shocking turn by you know uh, the giraffe nope. happened to be something I don't know. <laughs> Can't even come up with anything. <laughs> now that said, Coco did have a element of surprise in right. it. Right. Um you know, and they they did well. Like I think in their promotional thing, they seeded it well to kind of get you to expect one thing, and then mm-hmm. not that it was the biggest shocker ever, right. but it was interesting how they kind of pulled the carpet out. It it's getting to be the Pixar swerve, you know, <laughs> the right. one that that you think is the good guy turns out to be the bad guy, and like, whoa, that happened in that other movie too. Yeah, well, which is I mean, okay. Yeah, yeah, they, they they do that enough. The thing right. that I thought was interesting with Coco, since we're a little spoileristic at this point, is okay. I was really interested. I mean, thematically, I mean, they dealt with the murder of a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was kind of surprising in a a Disney Pixar yeah um, film that they would have gone that direction. I guess right. I think that that to me was a little bit more shocking than mm-hmm. necessarily. Good guy being bad, bad guy being good, whatever. So right, and that's probably why it ended up with the PG rating instead of G, which it wasn't a wasn't a strong PG movie, even. I would say. So I don't know. The skeletons eating their eyeballs is kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there that'll are a give few, me nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> a few interesting parts there, but yeah. But yeah, I I enjoyed that one in in the better late than never movie review. I I enjoyed Coco, and I I wouldn't mind seeing it again. Which you know we've got the Blu-ray, so I've got the the digital version that comes with the Blu-ray, so I could just start it up sometime and watch it on my own. So yeah, it was good. Now we've got Thor. Uh, bought that the other day because it came out on Tuesday, so that'll be our movie of the weekend. We've we've gotten to where uh, we watch a movie on Saturday afternoons when we're home, and that's that's kind of fun. So well, easier to watch it on video when you're at home than yes, watch definitely. it on video when you're at, although you know now with digital you probably have it yes on your phone or other devices. So. Right, or if we were like all those all those. Um, yuppie kind of people i don't know what you call them these days but everybody's got the dvd player in their car not us so we can't watch it on dvd for in the car but most people can evidently just from driving along and looking at other people's cars that might make me a yuppie we used to uh, we still have the dvd in our car we don't watch it anymore but but we had that in our in our van so our 2007 van we we had the dvd player to entertain chelsea in the Mm -hmm. back seat we actually did have a, a a portable one. It it wasn't made into the car like so many of them right. are now. But we had one that that we just took on the Florida trips and long trips that Jalen could watch. Well, I didn't know. It's still a yuppie. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Not to call names or anything. So. 
Oh, it got us through a lot of a lot of car trips, so it was, yeah, it was worth it. it was, and it was interesting how she just stopped watching it, just stopped being anything. So, mm-hmm. which is always funny because I I kind of liked it when we'd go get these combo packs. You know, you're talking home video is always nice. You know, right. you get the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray stays at home. You know, the the digital could go on my phone to entertain her while she, we were at a restaurant or something, if need be. And then we'd have the DVD to put into our, our car, our vehicle. So mm-hmm. it was nice, to, nice having that breadth of options. Yes. I think once or twice, Laura even got in the back seat with Jalen and, and watched the movie with them on, on the way to or from Florida. So, okay. Yeah. funny story about this uh, you know how important this stuff was was kathy's parents were looking to buy a new car and they were going to get a certain car with the the video built into the headrest and the mm-hmm. our ours you know comes drops down from the ceiling but apparently i can't remember the full story but apparently they couldn't get it pre-installed so they were going to have to install it aftermarket and there was something about like the leather didn't quite match or something. Mm-hmm. So like they didn't even buy this car because they couldn't, they couldn't get <laughs> this video stuff in the in the front head seats. It was like, really, you're not gonna buy this car because you can't have a video there. I, I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're yuppies too. I don't know. <laughs> maybe who, so. Who knew? Generation maybe. ahead of us, but they're yuppies. Yes. Maybe yuppie <laughs> isn't the right term for it. After oh, that. okay. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll be interested to see what you think of Thor. We get it on yeah. video too. That, that okay. one, that one's funny. So I can't. We saw that in the theater twice, which right. is unusual for us to actually go back to the theater to see a, a movie. So we we will probably be watching that this weekend as well. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it because I enjoy all those Marvel movies, as as you've mentioned as well. So, and and this one got good reviews from you and, and others that, that I value opinions from. So I'm looking forward to making my own, but I'm, I'm thinking from what everyone else has said, I'll probably enjoy it. And not that you couldn't connect the dots, but let's say that you, you know, don't get to see black Panther in the theaters mm-hmm. or whatever before infinity war comes out and you choose to see that in the theater. I think you'll be okay with not having seen black Panther first. Cause I'm assuming right. it probably won't be out on, on home video before maybe right um but i, I don't think it necessarily like you necessarily need to see that one to see infinity war but i would say that you probably should see thor before you see infinity war okay so, so we will definitely it, do that yes all right well yeah i mean you have yeah. it you might as well <laughs> yeah, exactly why wait i mean you said that we hadn't been home this week that's why we're waiting so far but yes <laughs> And how about that swerve of moving up the release date of Infinity War by a week? I liked it. I mean, I thought it was I thought it was fun, and you, you yeah. saw how they how they rolled it out with right. Robert Downey Jr. on Twitter, and I thought mm-hmm. that was fun and clever and stuff. Yes, I I think for me, I work in public relations, so I mean that was obviously you know social media public relations campaign. It wasn't mm-hmm. just some off the cuff thing, but it was really interesting to watch some of these quote-unquote, articles on Yahoo and stuff like, Marvel moved up the release date because Robert Downey Jr. asked him to. <laughs> was like, no, it was, uh, no. It, it was pre-planned. It yes. was set up. It was, <laughs> But it was really funny, some of the reactions. I mean, people were like, wow, Robert Downey Jr. wanted it moved up, and they moved it up for us. <laughs> like, no, that's not how it works. But no. I... It, wound up being an effective social media campaign if it i mean it got people talking and Mm -hmm. apparently apparently believing in that star's (laughs) power and yes you mean he doesn't Um, own the whole thing right he probably does (laughs) he could if he wanted i'm sure (laughs) um the thing that i like about it and not just that i get to potentially see it a week sooner than i would have is i i like i kind of like that it aligns with the international releases now too right yeah. Not that I ever saw the UK spoilers per se, but it was always mm-hmm. bummed me out a little bit that the Marvel movies open elsewhere a week ahead of time, and right. I'd actually have to work hard to avoid the spoilers versus just 
avoiding spoilers. I don't like to work hard, so. Right, yes. Who does? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was interesting to see, you know, I mean, I don't know if you saw, you know, Disney put out the next 20 movie dates that they're going to come out with through like 2020 or whatever. And like none of them had titles. It was just right. like, oh, nope, that's the date for this movie. That's the date. So, I mean, these movies are announced so early and yeah. people, you know, they wanted to steer clear of, of Marvel Avengers and, and then they moved the date. And it was interesting to see the Rocks movie had to move right. a week earlier, Rampage, so they'd have a little bit of a buffer and then... Mm-hmm. It, it was it was funny to see kind of the chess pieces shifting a little yes. bit. Usually that happens a little more behind the scenes than than what we know about. But well, I blame Robert Downey Jr. Yes, well, apparently so. Yes. <laughs> Wonder what he's going to ask for next. <laughs> you know, uh, part of the part of the thing with Infinity War too, you know, talking spoilers is you know you got to watch out for all the the toy show things that are coming out because mm-hmm. i don't want to i don't want to see the toys because apparently some right. of these things are revealing plot points or or whatever so yeah now i can't what... now i can't go to toys r us either i haven't been to toys r us in a long time i think <laughs> i think our toys r us just closed or is about to close the one closest to, to where i work uh so yeah they're they're talking bankruptcy so yeah if you want to go, go see jeffrey anyway. n- now's the time to go yeah always just frustrated me when I went in there. <laughs> we, we used to go to try to find things for Jalen for Christmas. And I was like, there's just too much in here and I can't find what I want. And what I do find is overpriced. Yeah. yeah. Which is what probably led to their downfall. Probably. Yes. That and Amazon. So you were going to say something about Infinity War movies. Oh, uh, I was and I, going and to I say. I keep interrupting you. So. Yes, uh, I was <laughs> speculating as to why they actually moved it, and and you mentioned. I, I think this is probably the key. You mentioned how uh, the United States release date now lines up with the international release date, and I um, one of the stories that I read was talking about how they thought that they were trying to to break the uh, international box office opening weekend record. And they can't do that okay. if they don't if they don't have the United States in there with with all the international countries. Right. That, that I I think though, sense. what I think it really comes down to is uh, counterfeiting, um, because there was still the potential for somebody in those overseas countries videoing it, which you know they say not to do, but I'm sure people still do it, and then selling it online or even making DVDs and, and selling it. And it right. getting out here in the United States before it, it even comes to the theater. So I think that's probably even more why they did it. Just because they know it's going to be big and, and there is that potential counterfeit market there. So I I think that's the, the real reason. Not you know, the bragging rights for having the biggest box office, international box office opening ever is nice. But I think it, it comes down to more of the, the piracy trying to fight that kind of thing. I also think that they probably want to ride the Black Panther wave a little bit, too. Yes, right. Um, it, it's been so huge, and if it's from audiences who may not have normally gone to a Marvel movie that have helped propel the box office mm-hmm. by, you know, at the end of the movie, you know, that's they do with a lot of these Marvel movies. It was Black Panther will return in Infinity War, Right. Um, they announced they announced that, and then so maybe you know, because you don't want to kill your Black Panther buzz. We're talking about movies with legs earlier. You know, you don't want to mm-hmm. kill that buzz, but by moving it up a little bit, maybe you'll move some of those audiences who might not have keyed in on a Marvel movie. Will be like, hey, Black Panther's back out in a new movie. Let's go see him. Mm-hmm. And then Robert Downey Jr. asked for it, so I mean that he did ask for it. <laughs> So you can't argue with that. Uh, that must be why it was. I, I would ask you what you think is going to happen in Infinity War, but I don't know if we want to spoil what actually does happen. I, I think there's going to be a war, and it, it may go on <gasps> for go infinity. On <laughs> in, an infin- yeah, infinite yes. war, yes. An infinite war, yes. That's, <laughs> that, that's my bold prediction of what happens in Infinity War. 
and then they all die at the end. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you want to talk about it? Are they all going to die? Who's going <laughs> to die? Somebody's going to die. Right. I, I, I told Laura we were talking about it. I don't, I don't remember how it came up, but I said, you know, I really strong feeling that this one's not going to have a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> but then they have another one coming where maybe they'll redeem some of it. Yeah, I mean, that's the interesting part is, you know, originally when they announced the, these Avenger movies, it was really going to be one movie split apart in two, which mm-hmm. to to me made a lot of sense. I mean, it, right. it, it made sense to me that they were going to do that. And then they kind of backed off of that. But I don't know how they would fit two movies worth into this one and then still have the next one as big as they planned. So, right. Um, I, I, I there will be carryover one way or another, but I just yes. don't know. If, I just don't know if this one's going to end in a cliffhanger or if it's mm-hmm. actually going to wrap up and then the next movie will kind of take it fresh. from there. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, I'm not sure either. I just, I, I just don't think it will be entirely happy. However, whichever way it goes. I think they're going to kill off Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. will say, hey, can we bring him back? And Marvel will say, okay. Okay. (laughs) Just keep watching his Twitter and see what he asks for next. (laughs) I mean, they've talked about that for a long time anyways. You know, I mean, many of these actors have have done these roles for the 10 years that Marvel's been putting these things out and mm-hmm. technology's great but these guys are getting older and, right. and you know comic book stars or, or comic book characters anyways aren't supposed to age so it's hard you know as these guys become more and more decrepit you know, maybe, maybe they don't fit the role anymore but it'd be interesting to see what the next phase will be and yeah and I know that they have ideas, but I also wonder how those ideas may change if Disney does acquire Fox and then can mm-hmm. roll in all of the, the Fox distributed, not Fox owned, but Fox distributed characters. Right. Um, you know, X-Men or Fantastic Four or whatnot. Does that change the ball game? Do they stay status quo? Do they keep them separated? Um, it'd be interesting to see going forward what happens too so mm-hmm. I, I wonder along those lines if how much their plans change once they got the spider-man rights a few years ago did, right. did that did that really change much or they i'm sure they would have found a way to, to work around it and not have him included in uh civil war which they, they could have done the same thing without him i guess for for Civil War, so I don't I don't know that it really changed much, but it, it yeah, impacted well, their plans some, I guess. My understanding was that they had contingencies set. If we mm-hmm. get him, we're going to go this direction, and if we don't, we'll go that direction. So, right. Knowing that you know this is on the table, then maybe they they have something similar in mind that. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. It'll be interesting, you know. Obviously, even introducing X-Men and Fantastic Four into the Marvel Cinematic Universe at this point will be rebooting that part of it. Right. Because um, you, you can't, I, I don't think you can, you know, since they've already sort of rebooted X-Men a couple mm-hmm. times anyways, and Spider-Man right. 2 for that, for that matter, and Fantastic Four. I mean, they've rebooted all these properties, so is it too soon to reboot them again, or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because the this most recent Spider-Man wasn't that far removed time-wise from the previous two Spider-Man movies, right? Ama- Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man Two. So, uh, I I guess you could do them again in just a couple of years with the Fantastic Four and and X-Men. So, which every now and then uh, the Fantastic Four movies uh, have been on one of the cable channels, which. We don't have now, but we watched them uh, back before we got rid of DirecTV a few months ago, and it's they're just not in the same league as as the Marvel movies of these days. So it it would be interesting when it, when I was watching them at that time, it, and that was after uh, they had announced the 
proposed deal between Disney and Fox. And so when I was watching them, I thought, you know, I wonder what how what they would do with that, what the Marvel Cinematic Universe people, Marvel Studios, would, would do with the X-Men and how it would be different and hopefully a little better. Yeah, and it's hard because Hugh Jackman was great as Wolverine, so... Mm-hmm. You know, and he's said he's not doing it ever again. So right. you, you kind of want to go fresh anyways. But it, it's so hard because he really was an iconic yes. actor for that part. Mm-hmm. And I think as Marvel ages here too, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is so iconic right. as, as Iron Man. And Chris Evans is so iconic as Captain America. It It mm-hmm. is interesting. Do you just change the actors or do you... Although Thanos is coming with that Infinity Gauntlet, I mean, they can just change all reality. They right. can do multi-universes, multi-timelines. I mean, they they could do they can go in any direction, I guess. So mm-hmm. Be interesting to see. Yeah, I guess that's one of my my not fears, but you know, it, they, I want to see them wrap up these twenty-two movies and and actually have it, I guess, conclude in some satisfying way and not just like oh. We're, we're hitting the reset button, as it were. And <laughs> yeah. Everything that you've seen over these past 10 years, they didn't really matter because we're just going to start again. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So they've also showed a lot of previews for y- upcoming yes. Disney movies. Uh, y- in particular, yes. the two that I'm thinking of are Mary Poppins Returns mm-hmm. and then Christopher Robin. Have you seen the the teasers for either of those i saw the one for christopher robin i actually have okay. not seen the one for mary poppins returns i've i've seen the link to it and just hadn't clicked on it and watched it uh for whatever reason i think i heard it because laura watched it on her phone the other day but i, I wasn't actually seeing it so um, i i kind of have a sense of what goes on in that one um but but i did watch the christopher robin teaser and and, and <laughs> pregnant pause there, and uh, yeah, it's really not enough for me to be able to tell uh, how the rest of the movie is. I mean, I can I can kind of see what they're trying to do with it, but uh, I'm wondering how the, how the whole thing is is going to go. Um, I don't know. It I've gotten to the point where even when there's a, a teaser trailer out several months after the movie i i can't get a good feeling of of the movie and, and i in a way i do that on purpose i try not to to judge too much or to read too much into it until the actual movie comes closer or you actually see the movie right um, so i don't know it, it looks like it could be interesting i guess um I'm glad that they kept Pooh's voice. Yes, yes. That's um, that. kind of what I was waiting on to see if, if Pooh sounded the same. Right. Which he did. Yeah, I I, I, I kind of think it's a strange property in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. It's a reboot, kick, fast forward, whatever. As we're talking about different timelines. Um, right. But, but I don't know. That one, that one's not grabbing me enough. Um, Mary Poppins Returns. I've always thought that Emily Blunt was a, a good cast for it, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, Julie Andrews was so iconic in it. It's almost right. It's it's kind of a, a strange reboot. Mm-hmm. And, and Lin Manuel Miranda is is cool and everything that he does, but. He's not Bert, but it's sort of a Bert role, and it's, I don't know, it's just, yeah. I, I don't want to say it's a poor copy of Mary Poppins, but it, 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 it it's, I don't know, it's almost yeah. like Xeroxing something, you, you lose a little bit of sharpness in the edges or something, you know, I don't know. Hopefully it's more like Xerox than mimeographing, that really lost a yeah, lot of quality there. Right, so. right. <laughs> the, I, the, I never saw the... Never saw the movie, but it always reminds me of that Michael Keaton, that duplicity, is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Where he, I think, uh, multiplicity. M- multiplicity. He, I think so. He multiplied Maybe. himself like six yeah. six times, and a little mm-hmm. bit, e- each version of him is a little worse than the one before. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. 
the the thing about the Christopher Robin movie that the other thing that I, I kind of knew it would be this way, um, but the look of Winnie the Pooh himself took a little getting used to, even just in the little time that we saw him on the on the screen there, um, and it was the same kind of thing to me as the Beauty and the Beast redo, reboot, whatever you want to call it, from a couple of years ago. Was that just last year? Yes, it was just last year. But how the uh, how everything looked a bit different than it did in the original animated version. And right. so when when you're when you're used to seeing those things on everything, you know, seeing the movie over and over again and all the merchandise and whatever else, and then all of a sudden they change it and the the characters look different, it, it takes some getting used to and I guess in in some ways Pooh wasn't a drastic change from from how he had been in the animated version, but but it's a little different. Like you said, at least he still sounds the same, so you know who it's you, supposed to be. Right. Do you think he resembled at all the plush Pooh that they used to have in the old storybook openings for Right. I, I think he did, to me. Okay. Um, it'd be interesting to, to do a, a side-by-side comparison and see. I hadn't hadn't done that but they're they probably use that as a guide i would think yeah i don't know lots of reboots lots of sequels we've yes. we've talked about this ad nauseum before but hmm and then when we were at black panther and we sort of talked about this last time or two two episodes ago as you know saw the the preview for a wrinkle in time mm-hmm. and as you said you know you try not to judge from these teaser ones well that one was a full-on trailer and it it definitely didn't grab me to go see it right and then I, i've sort of i you know i was wondering i i was wondering whether i'd be missing out by not going to the theater or not and then uh, some of the reviews have come in that have put it as at a at a bit of a miss so mm-hmm. and kind of confirmed how i felt about it from seeing the trailer so, so I, I never I don't have, know had i never have had any interest uh, a strong interest in seeing that one at all um and Did you read the book at all no and that's what i was going to say it was probably partly because i'm i'm not familiar at all with the source material because i hadn't read the book um so I really don't have any idea what it's about. And that was always interesting to me when, when they first started with the, the teasers and all. Is everybody was saying, oh, I love the book. It was great. I can't wait for the movie. And I was like, okay, right. well, I, I didn't read the book. So I don't know what you're talking about. Not that you can't enjoy the movie if you haven't read the book, but it it evidently had some built-in audience or a built-in interest, at least, maybe not an actual audience. I guess we'll find that out after the the box office numbers, but it it had a built-in interest from some people. I just wasn't one of those people. I, I read somebody, and I don't know if it's a full review or just somebody commenting, and and they had made a comment, and and I kind of felt like maybe it was a bit valid. You know, we always talk about you know, Disney seems to only have these tent poles, and and you know, they only release eight movies, and they're all supposed to be huge, and and mm-hmm. to some degree, Wrinkle in Time is supposed to be. It was it's a big budget movie. It's not a low one. Right. Um, but somebody had mentioned that when they were a kid, you know, they loved, you know, Goonies and the never ending story and mm-hmm. whatever, and, and that they were great and they were their favorite movies as kids. And now that they've grown up and they look back on them and go, oh, wow, did I really like that? <laughs> um, I wonder if this movie will play like that a little bit. It's a yeah. PG movie, you know, kids mm-hmm. who are reading the book now versus you know fans of the book for forever you know kids that are reading the book now maybe it's going to play well with them maybe they'll yeah. enjoy seeing this movie and it you know the from what i saw you know the kind of bad green screen effect which kind of turned me off you know they're mm-hmm. not going to be as critical about it maybe they'll enjoy the movie and maybe yeah. this is one of those where adults shouldn't review i mean i would like to think it's a family film but maybe it is more of a kid's movie and and that's okay right I think to some degree, you know, we talk about all this great marketing that Disney and Marvel does. I, I kind of think that they over-marketed this film a little bit. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, we've heard about it for a long time, and I think expectations are just really high. And I think maybe it's just a fine movie instead of an outstanding movie, and people are going to feel disappointed to some degree because they were expecting something grander. I mean, I don't mm -hmm. want to say better, something grander, and, and right. maybe that maybe it was just our expectations were the we were expecting more than what's being delivered. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You know, kind of fear that with Infinity War. I've built this up in my head for quite right. some time. I, <laughs> I hope this is as good as it looks like it's going to be. The older I get, I guess, is what it is. But the more I, I find myself wondering that before uh, some big thing that I've been looking forward to. And I guess it, it comes from past experiences of, of having something that I was really looking forward to that wasn't quite as, as good as I had expected it to be based on my expectations. And right. uh, I do that with trips these days. I try not to, if, if we have a big trip coming up, I try not to, to obsess over it and get so excited about it that when we actually go on the trip, it's a letdown. And right. So, so that's, that's still a problem sometimes. And, and it's, I don't have that problem as much with movies anymore. I don't, I've learned not to set my expectations too high in most cases. And I guess really the last few that I've, I've had big expectations for have, have turned out okay, like uh, Civil War, for example. That was, I had big expectations of that because it was, you know, all these Marvel characters coming together and, and it, it turned out well. Uh, it was as good as I thought it would be. Um, so I I wonder if some people have their expectations too high for, for things sometimes. Right. Um, I, I think that's this, the social media effect a little bit. Right. I mean, you know, people buzz about it and, you know, as a marketer, you want to tap mm -hmm. into those, those sources and promote it and get people excited, but. Right. You know, but for instance, it, I saw that they uh, are putting out a magic band for Epcot. I don't know if it's for the for the flower festival that's going on, but they're flower putting out right. this pur purple magic band that's supposed to represent a wall that Instagrammers like taking their pictures against. Yes. I'm like, wow, really? Like this yeah. is <laughs> this is what we're marketing now? <laughs> yeah, that was that just crazy to me. The purple wall, yeah, and it it was crazy to see how many people take their picture at that wall, and you see it right. over and over and over again on Instagram, and it's like really, it's it's just a wall, you know. Take a picture with the castle or with Mickey Mouse or with you know I don't know what something besides a purple wall. I need to paint right. a wall of my house purple and start charging people to take a picture in front of it or something. <laughs> it's a purple wall. Come take a picture, <laughs> post it on social media. Everybody's doing it. Um, but yeah, that's that's the the. I guess the danger of, of marketing is if you build up someone's hopes too much and then the actual product isn't as good as what you made everyone think it would be. So I'm glad I'm not in marketing. Well, I'm glad that I don't market, you know, multi-million yes. dollar, you know. Yes. Theme parks or multi-million dollar movies or multi-million dollar anything, so... You know, like this podcast, we set expectations low, and yes, and ho we hopefully we meet it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say that we exceed it, but hopefully oh. we meet the low expectations yeah. we set. We deliver on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of low expectations, uh, when we were at the Greatest Showman, uh, they showed the the preview for the the Nutcracker movie with that. Okay, again, which which I've seen. A couple of times now, um, and I still think, huh? <laughs> I'm not sure how to how to think about that one either. Um, it looks odd uh, in some ways, and I don't I don't think that's what the original Nutcracker stuff was about. But you know, yeah. What do I know? So, and that's what's hard. You know, we talk this expectation. I mean, we almost expect especially as we talk about that they only release, you know, eight pictures a year or whatever. We expect that every Disney film is going to be this massive monster, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever. And, and it's okay to just have a breather. It's okay to be less than that. But yeah, I think, I think we do want everything to be the 
biggest, best thing that we've ever seen. And, mm-hmm. and, and unfortunately, Disney's really good at promoting that everything right. is the biggest, best thing, even our purple walls. And yeah. So it's hard. You know, I, I, I had my issues still with Star Wars Last Jedi, but I, I think that that's part of it too. I mean, there was such that build up for mm-hmm. Force Awakens and, I think people enjoyed it, but, you know, and it was, like, very similar to New Hope, people kind of, well, that was a good movie, but, and I think Mm -hmm. that they just sort of built up Last Jedi was going to be something different than it was. I don't know. I I think that it was an okay movie, but I think it's that buildup of, it's a Star Wars movie, it's going to be huge, and... Right. Who knows? Well, they should just let us market, and we can set expectations low for that, just like we do for for ourselves. So we can. We'll, then, we'll, we'll take a we'll take a cut of you know whatever profit we we generate for these films. That's know. right. And yeah. then the then we'll, the movie. we'll see it ourselves in twenty bucks. You know, ten uh, percent <laughs> of that, two bucks. We'll split it between us, a buck yeah. each. I, I think we've earned our money. I think so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We can make a living off of that, but I doubt it. Um, well, I guess it's about time to to wrap up our low expectations here um, before before we actually get going on anything good and blow our record of low expectations. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> got to keep keep things mediocre. That's right. Can't can't outdo <laughs> ourselves here because then we wouldn't know what to do the next time. So yeah. I know, really. You know, do good one time, and then people expect it every time. So, you know, can't have, have to that. do a mic drop. Mic drop, we're done. Thank yep, you. Thank it. you very much. Thanks for visiting. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll wrap things up here and, and save all the good stuff for next time, maybe. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just keep waiting. One of these days, it's going to be good. Uh, so, catch up with us on Facebook and uh, Twitter and our website, beyondtheberm.com. And drop us a line and tell us what we can do to make it better, maybe. I don't know. What we can do to, <laughs> maybe we don't want to know. I don't know. Uh, replace the hosts with two better guys. I don't know. Uh, we're open to I've suggestions. i tried Sean Connery. <laughs> <and>. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, thanks for joining us. And <laughs> we'll end on that note and talk to you later. Goodbye for now. Goodbye for now.